Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. I would like to welcome everyone listening online. Uh, Thank you for joining us, podcasters. It's great that you are here with us this morning. This morning's message is called Thank You Next. A great prophetess spoke that word earlier this year. So this morning, we're going to look at four scriptures, four quotes, four truths. So let's look to our screen for the first one. If you've got your Bible, turn to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. The first point this morning is simply this, humility helps. If you want to finish strong, it's important to be humble. And we're going to see that truth here in Ecclesiastes where Solomon gives us this truth. If you look up to our screen, it's going to appear. It says, the end of a matter is better than its beginning. And patience is better than pride. The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. Everyone can start anything well. Statistically, in our country, uh, 60% of small businesses that have started no longer operate after three years. 60%. I think it's actually 95% of all businesses are small businesses that have started. So there's so many people, and I think it's 18 months that it takes to actually be profitable as a small business. So so many people pouring so many things in a starting world with maybe not seeing the end in view, and it's better to actually finish well. It's better to finish something than just to start and start and start and start. If you have any teenagers in the room that have ever learned an instrument, normally they try and learn 15 of them because they're bored, uh, and they move from clarinet to the tuba. I don't know instruments. Um, belly slaps, is that a thing? Um, I think so. Um, But it's important for us to consider this morning, not just how do we start 2019 with our New Year's resolutions, but how are we choosing to believe God is who He is, even if some of those things didn't turn out, with the same faith of who He is, the same eyes praising Him, the same mouth lifting up who He is in our midst, the same God that was the God of 1st of January 2019 is still the same God that will be the end of this year. So... The end is better than its beginning. Let's just move to this quote, if we can. Um, it's good. It says, great is the art of beginning, but greater is the art of ending. I'm actually going to grab an iPad, if I can, from someone uh, in a moment. They're moving so great. They look all, the production team looks confused. I'm going to draw something for you to give you a visual to understand how sometimes we can start things great, but finish them not so great. You ready for this? Are you excited? Turn to the person next to you and be like, oh, art, in, art in church, art attack, art attack, ABC kids. Everyone remember art attack? Go back and watch it. It's so much worse than what you thought it was. Um, and then like mid-season, they just randomly changed who the guy was. Like, he's an English guy. We should be able to, yeah, okay, cool. Okay, so there's nothing, wow, that's very small, Ben. Um, <laughs> We made it slightly bigger. Um, that's funny. Um, small. Uh, look at that art. Look at that. It's so good. Um, I do art. This is so great. Let's just give our production team an amazing hand of thanks. There's nothing. Oh, it's going small again. You want me to do this to it? It's not doing anything, Ben. This will all be cut out. We won't say Ben a hundred times. Ben, what's happening? Ben, can everyone turn around and look at production? Just to give them, no, you know, you turn around. 
So they're not moving or doing anything, so I assume nothing's going to happen because they're legitimately just looking at me. Okay, um, let me do this using my body. Oh, no, that's weird. Um, have you ever started a poster before and then suddenly realized, oh, no? So you get a big board, a nice, beautiful board, and you're like, okay, this is going to be the best happy birthday sign ever. So you're like, okay, I got my marker. I'm going to do this big H. It's like, H. Like, so good. And then you're like, hey, it's going to be so good. Hey, and you're like, oh, no, what have I done? Like, where am I, what is happening? So then you do a a skinny P, and then under it, you do a skinnier P, and then you just kind of do like a line for the Y, and you're like, and then you're like, okay, that's great. I fit it in so amazing. You're like, birthday. And you're like, B, the same same lettering size for a word that's twice as long. And you're like, I'm going to do a big bubble writing I and an R, and you're like, oh no. So you're like, T, a H is under it over here. There's a D, there's an A inside of the D, and then a little Y again. And you're like, yes, I was so excited when I began it. The art of starting was so easy and so good, but I didn't have in mind how I was going to finish. So I suddenly started cramming, or any school student studies more statistically in 10 minutes before the exam than 10 days before the exam. That's a fact I just made up, so that's okay. You can write that down. My teachers at school, when we were doing our HSC, said to us, we had the last term off to study, and they said, so what should be happening is you should be at home, the same amount of hours you would be at school you should be studying, and then approximately do another six to eight a day. I did about six and eight minutes total. Um, (laughs) Amazing, God can still move even if... You are completely unfaithful with the opportunity of education. There's the youth pastor in me. So it is great. It is great. Uh, great is the art of beginning, but greater is the art of ending. Let's consider when we're starting something how we're going to finish. But we're at the end of something this morning, so let's finish it well. Let's finish it doing what we should have done the entire time. If you moved to just that truth, Dave, that would be awesome. Patience and humility are the key to finishing anything Well, that scripture tells us the end of the matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. Pridefully doing that big H on the beginning of your your little board, so excited. But it's to be patient with what God is doing, and it's to approach it with humility. But sometimes in life, when we're finishing seasons, it's important to understand the difference between, is this something I should move on from? Is this God directing me to something new? I remember there was a lady in our church that our family fun day, um, a ball hit her, and she said, this is God telling me to leave this church. Probably, I don't know. That's, if I knew that, I would have hit the ball in your head much earlier. Um, no, I'm just joking. Um, but there's ways... <laughs> Another lady left our church because we had ice blocks in the service, and that wasn't holy. It was just hot. It was just hot, and we all wanted ice blocks, so we just had ice blocks. Um, So good. Should I name them? Um, Ange. It was Ange. It was Pastor Alex this morning. Um, But it's important for us to understand, okay, what is... What is God directing me into a new season? Or what do I just need to work on something right now? Maybe that ball gave me a chance to forgive a, a five-year-old that kicked it um, and not that they'd be responsible for you leaving the house of God. Um, look after our kids. Um, but in, it's important for us to understand, okay, there's some things I need humility, I need to process, I need to be patient, but there's sometimes we need to understand wisdom of God that this is something I've got to hold on to. This is something that I've got to carry into 2020 and overcome it. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's not a magic second at New Year's that that addiction is broken. No, you need to fight it, but you need to get some boundaries better. You need to get some people in your world a little bit better. So there's some things you'll carry over, and it's wise to understand the season that God has you. So firstly, humility helps, and secondly, that wisdom wins. To be a wise person, considering your seasons, considering where you're up to, to actually stop and choose how you respond. Myself and Alex have been in a season for the last couple of weeks where something's happened that no one knows about, and we're processing how do we respond? How do I respond in a way that in five years' time I'll be proud? How do I respond in a way that proves who God is and His favor and that He's enough for me and I can move in forgiveness, I can move in patience and I can, I can have a bigger perspective and I can get myself more clear on His foundation. It's important to have wisdom when it comes to finishing seasons. We have this scripture in Philippians, Paul speaking at about um, a bit over halfway of his ministry, probably like 70% of his ministry is like 61 AD, I think. And it says this, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. A scripture in Philippians shows this imagery where Paul is forgetting what is behind him and pressing forward to what is ahead. Isn't forgetting an interesting thing? Like Paul's actively forgetting. He's like, no, I'm forgetting that. I'm forgetting that and I'm pressing on to what it's ahead. I'm actually letting go of those things and moving forward to what is ahead. So it's important to understand here, Paul, a pretty good guy, seeking God, understood that he hadn't arrived. He's speaking of the resurrection in this point, understanding Jesus' resurrection and being completely conformed into it. He's, he's making a statement, no, I haven't arrived yet, but I'm pressing forward. Man, have some wisdom in some seasons and some opportunities to know, no, I haven't arrived. This isn't the end of something. I press forward. I press forward for the goal. I press forward to know him better. I press forward to understand his resurrection and his death and the power and the life that's on the inside of me. I press forward. Second quote um, is this, do not plan for ventures before finishing what is at hand. It's an amazing thing that we often do um, when it comes to God. It's like a new year happens and we're like looking around, God, what do you want me to do now? And he's like, what did I already give you? Do you want to throw to the side to get something new? Like, God, you've called me to lead people, so give me those people. And he's like, no, I gave you those people in your connect group, gave you those people in your family, I gave you those people. No, no, it's already in your hands, so it's important. Next week, we're going to be talking about faith and a new season and some great truths there. But let's understand that we shouldn't, uh, Vision Sunday or a New Year's resolution shouldn't be like a carrot dangling in front of our heads that keeps us moving. One day we're going to get it. One day it's going to be there. Vision and faith are fantastic, but faithfulness is heaps better. The New Testament word, pistis, faith and faithfulness is connected. Let's be the church. It isn't just asking God for something new because we hate what he already gave us. I love watching Jeremiah open presents that he doesn't like. So great. Kids are honest. So honest. Um, there's this thing on YouTube called, it's a guy called Ryan. He's a kid that I think grossed $43 million last year. He's like seven or something, and all he does is just open toys. But now he sells toys. He sells these things called mystery boxes or mystery eggs where you don't know what's inside of them. It's like a $50 Kinder Surprise. Um, Kind of surprises the garbage too. Um, but Alex gave him this box. It's like a Ryan mystery box. And he opened it up and he said, oh, thanks, mom. You could have even got me the mystery egg. He just wanted the egg the entire time, but apparently they ran out and we're not organized parents, so that happens. So he's eagerly, he wants the next thing. We need to understand, we need to finish faithfully what's in our hand while still having an open hand to what God wants to do in our next 
day and season. The truth of the matter is this winning demands wisdom, courage, and discipline. I want to get to the end of this thing. I need God's wisdom to know that I'm supposed to be running in this lane for this season. I need to be disciplined. I need to be courageous to know that I'm not there yet, but he's still going to do it. He's still good. He's still faithful. The first thing, humility helps. Second thing, wisdom wins. The third thing, that fighters finish. There's something good about having some mongrel fight in you. That isn't because of your circumstances. You can have labels and diagnoses, but still fight. You can still get some courage from the inside of you. Fighters have a finish about them. So we have this scripture in Philippians where Paul is like, I haven't finished. I press on towards the goal. I have not considered that I've got it all yet. So I'm letting go and pushing forward. But then about four years later, between 64 and 66 um, AD, Paul's writing his last letter to Timothy. And he says this in 2 Timothy. The same guy that's like, I haven't says this, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. One moment he knew through, through wisdom that I haven't done it yet. I'm not there yet. I've got things to do. I've got places to travel. I've got problems to overcome. I've got some shipwrecks in me. I've got some persecution in me. There's some things that have got to happen. But then he knew the moment where, no, I fought the fight. I finished and this is Paul speaking of the end of what he was doing in this season, but this could be the end of like anything in your life. No, knowing when the season is done. For some of us this morning that we've been playing over problems in our head again and again, today's the day of like, no, I've finished this fight. This fight is beneath me. I've outgrown these chains. I've outgrown these problems. I choose to worship God. This fight's done. It's done. And knowing the wisdom between processing and moving through something and getting healing and restoration and fighting that battle daily and overcoming, and the moment where you're just like, no, this, this is not anymore. It's over. Lying on the ground, I've overcome this. this is, I'm moving forward. There's a new thing I've got to grab onto. I've finished. So humility helps. Uh, wait, let's keep going. That's okay, because I'm going to show you something that is going to give you an insight into my mind. It's only a glimpse, Okay. I will not baptize you in my mind, church. You will not get out. Um, if you get in there, you will drown, and I'm not helping you get out. Um, so this morning, I'm going to give you a glimpse. Um, it says this, finishing food is about the tiny touches. In the last seconds, you can change everything. This is um, by the chef, Mark, someone? <laughs> Mark Maharab. Um, so good. Um, but the finishing touches, who here watches a cooking show? And like the last seconds, they're like throwing gravy across the room and splattering it on plates. And it's like those last things can make it terrible or great. I, I don't have any like vices or addictions. So I, there's different areas of my life where like I lead people. I'm a fantastic husband. I'm an even better dad. Um, like there's things that I do, but there's some things in life you just need to relieve pressure from. And I don't like... I don't have any like weird vices or addictions that can get me through things. So I need to choose some hobbies that will help me get through the difficult times. And one of my hobbies is some people are like, I hate Facebook. You're weird. Then get off it if you hate it so much. Um, but what happens, there's a, there's a part of Facebook that I love. Oh, and church, I love it from the depth of my heart. <laughs> like top five loves of my life. And what I love on Facebook is when someone that can't cook cooks 
takes a photo of it, and I see it, and it looks disgusting. I love it. It's like a revolution like six years ago, seven years ago, where like, I'm going to take photos of all my food, but then when people can't cook, and it, oh, let's have a look at some, yeah? Look at that. I don't even know what that is. Is that meatloaf in some kind of... Now, this one's one of our youth boys. It used to be in youth. It's now a young adult. If you can go to the next one, look at that. And he was like, beef is so good. It melts in my mouth. No, that beef ain't going in my mouth. What is that stuff there? Did he just drench it in pepper to get his way through? The, the, the last two, if we can show these. This is on Martha Stewart's Twitter account. Like, she makes cookbooks. What is that? And this is a shepherd's pie. I love this. So to the point where I've told Mark Mahara this before, so he will start eating his food and make it horrible and send me a picture. Um, it's, it feels less authentic, to be honest. Um, it feels a bit forced. Um, but if you genuinely are bad at cooking and bad at presentation, I just encourage you, like, this is a year to put it online. Like, start an account. Like, show it around. Um, tag me in it. Um, but it has to be real. Don't be like... No, not that. Um, weird noise. Um, but uh, if you're terrible at cooking, please, please do it. Please join our cafe team. Please. I live for this stuff. Like, this is what, oh, my gosh. Lock me in a room with photos of this stuff, and I'll be set for the rest of my life. Okay. The finishing food is about the tiny touches. In the last seconds, you can change everything. Everyone remembers how you finish. It doesn't matter how much the beef melts in your mouth if it looks like it's already been in someone's mouth. Like every, I was watching uh, yesterday some, uh, some running races. Running races. I get sport. Um, <laughs> running races. So good. Um, some 400-meter sprints. There you go. Olympics. And there was this one where this guy was at least... From, from me to Watto, away from the finish line. And he was just behind the other runner, and he just jumped. And then he caught the wind, and he flew. And no, not really. Um, he just, like, honestly, I've seen it before once in ministry over here where someone was getting prayed for, and they hit the ground so hard that I was like, they're dead. Like, that person over there is dead at the front, and we're going to raise them. No, but that moment where it's just like, it was like he threw his head into the finish line. It was astonishing. And he won the race. Yay. Um, but you remember those finishes. No one is in the Olympics like watching sports and be like, that, oh, the seventh step in that 10-kilometer run was amazing. Um, did you see how they just walked around that corner halfway because they were a bit tired? No, it's the finishing <laughs> steps that people often remember. That's why it's sad stats like 80% of people not finishing well because there's something powerful about the finish. Something powerful about someone living for God in a way that at the end of their life, they still love Jesus. <laughs> they still love his body. They haven't decapitated God from the body of Christ. And like, oh, I love God, but church is not for me. Unfortunately, God is very connected to his church. You can't take one without the other in the way that you can't take someone's head without their body. It's important for us as a church to understand, I need to finish well. Finish well, sound good? This is, we're going to finish up right very, very quickly. The last point um, is this, that thank you, you know, appear, uh, thank you Trump's goodbye. 
Not Donald Trump, everyone relax. This has been a hard decade, hasn't it? Um, our president was impeached. Um, I didn't think that joke was going to land, but I still did it. God's still good. Um, but, <laughs> delete that out of the podcast. Um, <laughs> thank you, Trump's goodbye. Because we can go to the end of this year and be like, goodbye. I'm so, I love it. I love it. This is the week on Facebook. Again, we're just like, everyone like, I'm leaving you behind. I'm entering a new year. I'm going to get new friends. And like a week later, they're like, what's up? What are you doing? Um, it's me and Alex texting each other. Um, <laughs> that's my wife, not Paul and Jenny's son. Um, but actually stopping and be like, no, thank you for that. Even if it's a part of you that's like, uh, and we can get, um, we can get ready, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you that you taught me to trust God. Thank you that you were who you were, and it sharpened me, and it made me better, and it made me forgive quicker, and it made me a kinder person. Thank you for the pain, because again, it taught me compassion to those around me. Because if I never felt any pain, I'm actually pretty useless to those around me. Because when they struggle, I'm like, that's bad. Listen to this. I'm good. And it doesn't help. But when you go through the struggle, when you go through the valley, suddenly you become this awesome tool that's like, there's things that I'm going through right now that I know have made me a much, much better person. In July of next year, in six months' time, I'm going to be so thankful for what's going on. I'm not thankful. No, I'm thankful now because I can see what it's going to do. So thank you, Trumps. Goodbye. If we can look at this um, awesome scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. This is God's will for you in Jesus. This is not God's will for everyone. This is the people that are in Jesus, the people that are pursuing God. This is his will for us, that we would rejoice always. That includes today. That we would pray without ceasing. The best way to define this, um, it's been said that it doesn't mean, God, I thank you for today, I thank you for that, I thank you for the I thank you for the cows, I thank you for the cows that are here. The cows are so nice, I thank you for the horses. Thank you for this dry grass. Oh, I thank you for the this dry carpet. That's good. It's not moist, that's nice. And it's not this continual conversation where it's like, more, more, more. Yes, God, over there, that's good. Oh, oh can I have a chicken roll? Um, cafe's closed? I thank you anyway. Um, <laughs> It's not that. Pray without ceasing is like the difference between when you message someone by accident. Have you ever messaged anyone by accident before and it's like, oh, so good. Are we going, oh, I'll see you at 11 o'clock today. And they're like, who is this? And you're like, whoops, wrong person. Sorry. And it's over. See you. Or you, or you get into worse conversations like, oh, been thinking about you. You're awesome. God has got great things for you. I'll catch you later. Like you get caught in that weird thing. The difference between that type of conversation and a conversation you have with a best friend or a partner or a spouse where it's never like, okay, catch you later, goodbye, XX. It's like this continual conversation. It picks up where it left off. That like, um, <laughs> yeah. And that's what it means here when it comes to God that there's this continual conversation. It's not like, amen, God, now you do it. It's God, I... Help me in this situation right now. Okay, you're with me in this situation. God, I thank you that even when I failed in that, that your grace is still here. Help me to learn from this what's going on right now. What's happening over there? Like it's this dialogue between um, us and God. And then in everything, give thanks. And again, that includes this morning. This is God's will for you. If we can go to this um, quote that gives perspective of why thanks and gratitude are good. Gratitude makes sense of our past. It brings peace for today and it creates vision for tomorrow. 
makes sense of our past, peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Hmm. Last truth, we'll close this thing out. Your power is in your response. This world, these situations, people that are just like me are going to fail and hurt and just like me and you. We can't choose those things, but we choose how we respond. You can go through the worst things and you can choose to be thankful in it. And you just take all the power back. It's like, God, I thank you. You're worthy of it all. God, I thank you. This is all about you. This isn't about me and my circumstances and my drama. No, I lift you up. Even in the midst of prison, I choose to praise you and shackles are going to break and prison doors are going to open. But even if they don't, I'm just thankful for you. In the fire, I'm going to praise. No matter what your circumstances, what your situations are, we need to understand we rejoice always. We pray without ceasing. Everything we give thanks and there's power in that. There's power in this morning you being like, I'm going to look back over my decade. I'm going to see the good and the bad and the ugly, but all of it I choose to thank. Here's a few different areas that we can choose to thank God for and thank God um, in. It says, thank God for the pleasant things. Yeah? It's good to thank God for pleasant things. Don't just be like, everything's great. Bad things are coming. No, thank God for the good things He's done, the pleasant things that are taking place. Thank God for the people, no matter who they were. No matter if it just seems they came into your life to hurt you. And you feel like a victim and you feel like, no, I thank you, the God that drove me closer to your heart. That I got a taste of heaven here to forgive and to completely let go and not let someone else hold my mind and hold my thoughts and hold my actions captive. Thank you for those people, God. I thank you for the great ones, the close ones, but I thank you for the ones that hurt me because it made me bigger and it didn't make me bitter and like, goodbye, thank you. But no, genuinely thank you. I'm moving on to the next things, but genuinely thank you for who you were. The problems, the problems that taught you smart solutions. I hope you go through problems. I hope you've got to get smarter. I hope you've got to have mentors around you that help you. I hope you go through things big enough that make you fall to your knees and say, God, I can't do this without you. We get those glimpses of reality because you can't do it without him. So those problems help you be who you're supposed to be a dependent son or daughter on God. For the pain, again, it builds compassion. No one's like, yeah, pain. Well, some people are, but the sickos. Be thankful that God is taking you through things. He won't leave you there, don't worry. He's with you in the midst of it anyway. He can't leave you, he's there. Last in the path. No matter what's happened in this decade or this year or this month or this Christmas, but I thank you that I'm still here. You're still with me. I made it this far. People, I was chatting to someone uh, yesterday that knew me when I was a kid, a pastor, um, a retired pastor. And he said, it's so good to see what God's doing to your life because we really didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> Nicest guy. Like, nice, like it, for such a genuine heart of, I don't know, it was funny. Um, but just this, like, praise God. He knew that God, he said, I was overlooked as well. It's amazing when, when God gets the glory for it because without him, we're I don't know, creeps. So thank God for the pleasant that people. Can I give you a bonus one before we close? And it's simple this, you choose what you carry into the new year. You don't, you don't choose what was thrown at you, but you choose what you pick up. 
Some of you have seen a psychologist here and they gave you a label. You choose to carry it or to be like, eh, it doesn't fit me very well. I'm not going to let that stick to me right now. You choose to carry what that person said to you, that source for it that was there because a parent or a teacher said something and they said it to you a week ago and you're like, oh my God, this is back to them. You choose what you carry in. You choose the relationships you carry. You choose it. You get to choose that. Because there's power in that response. There's some things that maybe you this morning you're just going to lay it down and be like, God, this is something that's over. There's other things you'd be like, no, I'm carrying this through. I'm going to overcome with this thing. Be faithful what he's given you, but understand seasons change. Does that help you this morning at all? So thank you, next. We're going to finish with some worship this morning. My heart is simply this, that this would be a gift to God. If you're a bit hot, good for you. Temperature. But let's finish. This is our last service of the year. It's our last service of the decade. Let's make a statement this morning. The statement is this, God, we choose to give you this gift of thanksgiving. We choose just to worship you. Um, these two guys are going to lead us. I know their names, Giuseppe, Nathaniel. Um, they're going to lead us in some worship. I encourage you, please don't, don't use this moment to be like, okay, let's critique Joey's vocal range. Okay. Hmm. Two and a half octaves, not impressive. Nat, seven octave vocal range? <laughs> the deepest rumble and he can call dogs? <laughs> but use this moment to be like, I'm going to look back on everything that's happened. Stake in the ground, I'm finishing this year with Thanksgiving. I'm finishing this year looking at him and his glory. The storms can go. Everything can fade into the background because I'm just going to look to Jesus and give him what he's worthy of and what he's worthy of is it all, baby. (laughs) No, Mike, I don't know what to do with these. (laughs) Whether it took me that long to do that. Why don't we stand to our feet together? We've been talking about revival culture in church a lot. We've had altar calls. We've talked about courage and healings and the miraculous. We've talked about so many things. This is a revival culture moment of worship where we fight our battles by lifting our hands. We thank Him and we glorify Him no matter what's going on in our midst. And I encourage you this morning, let loose, yeah? May this be the, the best worship of your decade, where you just give it to God and it's like, God, this is for you. And if there's things that you're struggling to be thankful for, congratulations, there's grace for it in this moment right now. Amen. Be like, no, I'm letting go. I'm making this choice. I'm letting go. I'm forgiving that person. That thing that nearly took me out, it was so painful and it was so difficult and I couldn't see a way forward. Thank you, God. Thank you that I'm still here. Thank you that you turn it around. Thankful that you use it for something. I can't understand it. I can't see it. But I choose to thank you because you're still God. You're God when I failed. You're God when I succeeded. You're God when I got healed. You're God when I got sicker. You're God when I had life and you're God when I had death. You're God. You're good. So we're going to worship you this morning. I encourage you just to close your eyes right where you are. Don't be afraid this morning to lift your hands as a sign of worship to surrender everything to Him. And we're just going to finish our service, our decade, a year, thanking Him. God, we thank You that You're a good God. You're a faithful God. And no matter what circumstances we've walked through this morning, we make one simple, united choice together that we are thankful for who You are. 
We are thankful that we can stand here this morning and exalt your name. We're thankful that you're not done yet. We're thankful that you're turning things around. We're thankful for the mountaintops and the valleys. We're thankful for the miraculous healings and the ones that haven't happened yet. We thank you for those that have been saved and we thank you that those that are still on their journey, that even that it seems that they're further away, we're thankful. So we worship you this morning. Let's lift our voices and praise Him. He's worthy. This last service of this year, stake in the ground, thankful. Excited about what you are yet to do. We thank you that it's not over yet. <laughs> but we're just thankful. We choose to be thankful. We, we choose this response. <laughs> oh, you're so good. You're worthy of much more than our 15 minutes of songs. <laughs> Let's pray. I pray as we leave this place that we are, if you can, I just we do this thing at the end of our service where we just put our hand on, if you're with your partner, hold their hand or something. I just want to commission us um, to finish off this year with strength. So if you can, hand on a shoulder or grab a hand and we're just going to pray together. God, we thank you for all the things that you've done. We thank you that our heart is still beating, that we just took another breath, that we're still standing. God, there's things that may not have gone fantastic this year. There's some tragedy and some pain and we choose to thank you in the midst of it, to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, to always give thanks. I pray right now, God, as we go out, as we finish this year, I pray for protection against the fires. I pray, God, that they don't take our peace. I pray they don't take the peace of our city or the peace of our state or the peace of our nation. This moment of holidays is so much like a gasp of air of family and, and community and love. I pray that fires don't take away that. They don't take away our peace. We pray you protect our homes. I pray you protect our hearts. We pray as we go out uh, to finish this year, God, may we celebrate loudly, constantly what you've done. I pray that in the midst of the painful things, you help us to see what we could celebrate, God. And may we finish this year with such strength. And may we start 2020 prepared for greater things. Because you've started things, the start's good, but you're not done yet. And we're going to finish better. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. 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 Fantastic. Feel free to stick around for a coffee after the service. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a good New Year's. Don't let off any fireworks. It's going to be fantastic. We'll see you next Sunday for Oh, Hello. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.